Welcome to All Four Downs Podcast. I am Joe Aguirre. Be joined by Obu Muniz in just a moment. Well, it is that time of the year. You immediately think bowl season, but no, 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 no. There's still so much going on. Florida State's still pretty upset about getting left out of the college playoffs. Understandably so. A lot of great bowl games are coming up, but really... The transfer portal is opened because that's what college football has become. This is the season where you'd like to watch bowl games. You want to see good games. You don't know who's going to be playing. It's hard to participate in college football bowl mania, OV, when you don't even know who's playing, who's in, who's out, and it's only going to get worse in the next couple of weeks. And I told my co-host for the NFL picks, which is coming up at the top of the hour. And I told him when he entered the Bowmania challenge for all four downs, wait before the game starts to make your picks. Now, for these guys that are, are putting in a transfer portal, they will not be playing in the bowl game. Now, we're here waiting for who's going to the NFL draft. We're not hearing much of that noise, but the lot more noise is the portal because that's where the money's at now. It's not so much, hey, by the way, I'm just going to get ready for the combine and get ready for the NFL draft. No, no, no. Where can I go to get my monies? Okay. And then second down, we're going to talk only a couple of people, not everything, because that will be for next week. But a certain individuals, it's surprisingly that they're moving to a different school. So we got that. But we're going back to Florida State, and that is our first down. And I'm glad you uh, started because I know before the show we were talking about, you know, what you know the stuff we're going to talk about. And as always, we always find a way to find the the the, the same meaning, right? We always yeah. have like the same the same mindset. Of yep. everything, Florida State. Um, again, we got the governor, we have the senators all asking the questioning the college football committee as to why or how did they determine not to include Florida State in the college football playoffs. And quite honestly, if I was a student, if I was the player, if I was that 18 to 20 year old kid. I will be very and extremely disappointed. Okay. And here's my evidence. Okay. Now, granted that their star quarterback got hurt. I don't, I don't, well, how you say it? I don't believe because of a certain individual gets hurt that it hurts the program. I do believe and trust that the staff, the coaches, and everybody else that create this winning uh, atmosphere that they continue on with whatever player because it's always the next man up, right? These kids are educated. They're learning the game as they move forward, and sometimes they have to play the game unexpectedly, right? And that's part of football, all right? However, uh, when they were told that Florida State wasn't going to be in the college football playoffs, it hurt. It hurt the locker room. And their head coach said, you had to learn how to work through disappointment, hurt, frustration, and anger, every bit of it. 
for eight to 22-year-old kids and a 42-year-old coach, Novell said Tuesday. It's hard, but at the end of the day, you control things you can't control. Mm-hmm. We did everything we needed to win 13 games this season. And I have to say he did. What the, the cards were dealt, he did what he had to do, regardless of the situation. At the end of the day, at the every every game, they had a W. Okay. Now, before the conference championship, Florida State was ranked number four. As you can see on the screen, it was Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. That was your top four. And I told you last week, and you kept telling me, Alabama's going to make it. Alabama's going to make the college football. And I was like in denial. Like, I've never seen a number eight jump so high. Okay? Honestly, out of even you could talk about the BCS bowl games before. You could even go back when the AP poll ran that stuff. That you never seen a number eight team jump all the way up to the top. It just never happened before until this year. There's always history, right? History of the making. But was it the right call? Okay. Georgia was ranked number one. You never seen a ranked number one team fall out of the top four this late in the game, right? Even again, last year, TCU lost the big, the big 12 championship game, right? The big 12 championship game dropped from three to four. Mm -hmm. This is a very unique situation going into the final week, right? To have four undefeated teams unheard of. And this, my whole, look, my whole thing was, and and I stand by this, Ovi, I still think Georgia is the best team in the country. Right. I think that the bigger injustice that we're talking about is the fact that Georgia doesn't get to defend its two titles. That's the messed up part. But right. here's the thing. Alabama, by virtue of being the best team, mm-hmm. to me, should should have been in the playoffs. I think Georgia and Bama should have been third and fourth in the rankings at the end of the season. And I would have left somebody else out and, and more feelings would have been hurt. Right. And watch this. Ready? We talked about TCU last year, but did you know the first year that Georgia won the championship, right? Remember, they went back to back. They ended up losing the SEC championship to Alabama. And to have that rematch that same year for the national championship, and then Georgia beat Alabama. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I'm telling you that Georgia lost, but then they go from one to six. And for Florida State, again, they won their game, but how you rank them number five, right? I mean, that's it's hard sell because it's like we were convinced that if you win, you're in. Yeah, but not necessarily true. And that's what that's mind-boggling because you did. I mean, yes, Louisville was it the perfect game? No, but how many schools, and honestly, let's be honest, out of all the schools, every game, how many of them were all dominant? There weren't. Alabama wasn't dominant in the first half of the season, but they they developed and got better and better as they went. Yep. Florida State, they were awesome. They beat their opponents where they're supposed to. 
Yeah, it hit some bumps in a row, but who doesn't? Especially when you're going against teams that's in your conference, that they're rivalries and stuff like that. I still believe that Florida State should be in because of the fact that, yeah, the committee put them at number four. If they were number five, Joe, I would not have this conversation. If there were five or six or whatever, this conversation would never happen. Right. Okay. But the fact that the committee actually moved them from five to four, that just tells me they were sold that, yeah, let's give them. They should be in it. And in the defense for the college football committee, they did pick four conference champions. They did. And I said midway through the season that there will be four conference champions going to the playoffs, which I was right. But the way it was handled at the very end, so controversy, I'm, I feel sorry for those kids. Now, All right. You said on the other level, you had a different uh, uh, perspective on all this. Please share this. Yeah. Well, first of all, let, let's talk about Michigan for a minute. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, they obviously beat Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. They beat number 16 Iowa. Right. I think you and I both agree. There's no way in hell. Iowa is the 16th best team in the country. Penn State, we've talked about them at length being a fraud. If that team was in the in in the the, the Pac-12, Penn State would have gone six and five. Okay, that's the reality of things. So to me, I think Michigan should have got left home. I think Michigan should have got left home for having no really good wins on the season, for having a cheating scandal. And, and playing in the weakest conference, in which, of course, would have allowed Florida State to get in. Now, I will say this, and Coach Norvell uh, is kind of right in what he said. I thought he was kind of being a little bitch there, though, when he included himself. What, what a grown man should say is it was heartbreaking for me to watch my kids suffer this ultimate disappointment. And I say, I, Ovi, I've said this repeatedly. Since this happened, exactly what he said. Mm -hmm. Florida State did everything you're supposed to do. They won a Power Five conference. They went undefeated. They won every game. They survived quarterback injury, backup quarterback injury. But Louisville losing at home to Kentucky as the number 10 team in the country, and they only dropped to 13th, which to me was nonsense. They finished at 16. I think, it I, I, again, I don't know that that's a, a top 25 team. I think I can tell you 25 better teams <laughs> than Louisville. I can. And and here's, here's the, all the proof that I need. We talked about this a couple weeks ago with our, with our esteemed guest. Love that dude. I really do. And he made no some rags. great points. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is we can't ignore that Alabama had the fifth strongest schedule in the country. Florida States was ranked 55th. There's like 130 division one teams. It's like middle of the pack. And if we're being serious and we're just talking power five teams, 55th is awful. Okay, again, I think the team that's got a bigger gripe is Georgia. 
And Georgia's because, not even complaining. Yeah, Georgia hasn't said a <laughs> word because you know what? Listen, Georgia did everything they were supposed to do mm-hmm. except for actually beating Beat Alabama. Alabama, yep. Both of Alabama's last two games, 27-24. Georgia, it was impressive. Against Auburn, it wasn't. But let's be honest. The level of competition in the SEC, and yeah. I know you know, you know, when we started doing this show, I hated that. Yes, I hated that it was its own animal, that they it always got preference. The more I've watched the SEC and compared it to all the other conferences, I hate to say this, it's kind of a joke. The ACC is weak. Duke. North Carolina, Louisville, Syracuse at one point was 6-0. and Hold on for a second. I need to add something to that. I agree with you with the ACC, but I can honestly say the Big Ten should join the ACC because when you look at the same schools, and yeah, you're right, Michigan, they didn't play anybody. The only hard schedule that they had was against Ohio State. Right, and Ohio State, if they had one, would be the other team in here. Right, and yet because they would have schedule was weak too. Out of Iowa too. Right. right, neither one of those teams played anybody that, to me, truly belongs in the top twenty-five. I would take Liberty over Iowa. I, I agree with you there. An undefeated team should have been on top. Look, Iowa at. Within four week window was averaging nine points. How are they in the top twenty five? Good defense. Um, well, in college football, you don't defense. Doesn't you got to score. You got to win your games. That's yeah, the other exactly. thing. And, and Iowa did not do a great job. And listen, mm-hmm. the, the the Big Ten, they're going to need to make some adjustments anyway. Well, they now are. They're, they're going to have on. more teams next year. Sure, right. But you got to stop with this. Where where the Western division is the best teams and the, mm-hmm. the East division is garbage, right? Because that doesn't do you any favors. You know, look, you, you, you get to the sec championship game and it's Alabama and it's Georgia. And to me, Ovi, my whole thing was like a 27, 24 Alabama win. They're both going, they're both you going to the playoffs. That. And you mentioned I, that. I thought <laughs> that to me, cause you got, listen, but here's I, the and, other and thing. Defense, Hold on, here's, is let right. Me, let ahead. me make this last point because this mm-hmm. is, I think, is super important. Go ahead. Uh, who, who's the guy from the conference? Gore? What's his name? Which whatever one? his name. The, the guy from the committee. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gore, whatever his name is. He was very clear leading up to the selection mm-hmm. that n- no one has ever said the four most deserving teams. No one said that. That's not the criteria that they're using, and you can piss and moan. It should be the four most deserving, but it's not. Right. That's not what we've decided. That's this committee decided. The The four four best best teams. And to me, it's a joke to suggest that the top four teams don't somehow include Georgia. I think it should be. I think Washington should be number one. I think. Number two should be Texas. Number three should be Alabama. Number four should be Georgia. To me, those are the four best teams. 
And again, I feel horrible for Florida State. Kudos to them on an amazing season. But I think even with their starting quarterback, they were not the best team. And when you say the best team is on, and is another way of saying the eye test, right? You know, no, notice that nobody used that phrase anymore. It's like you went to the briefing room. It was like, all right, before we get started, uh, we're going to stay away with the eye test. We're only going to take the best team, but look very carefully. Okay. That's it. It's the same shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. It is. Uh, and I agree with you hundred percent. I really do. All right. But you know what What the conference, another conference that's failing, that failed, and it should be even a better conference if they stayed together, is the Pac-12. Yeah. All right, we're moving here to the second down, and this is our transfer portal. And I love this picture because that's from the Dr. Pepper commercial. <laughs> I love it, man. I really do. All right. But let's look at, before we get to the Pac-12, let's look at Cal McCord, Ohio State, this quarterback is the top quarterback in the transfer portal in that position and he decided to leave Ohio State that is mind-boggling right now because I'm saying to myself dude you had one hell of a season and now you took your bags and went to Syracuse Syracuse which is will have a new head coach next season and I'm just wondering who's that person but to pick Syracuse and not stay at Ohio State I'm this mind boggling. This is it surprised yeah. me. I don't understand that move at all. But he's I, not I the really only don't. one. There are many players leaving that leaving that school. And I'm saying, what is Ryan Day doing over there that they can't keep these players in Ohio State? So I'm letting you know, I believe Ryan Day, if he doesn't finish undefeated next year, he's going to be on the hot seat. Yeah, well, and, and and listen, I I I'll tell you this: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State has done something wrong, hmm. and Kyle McCord has become aware of it and decided to jump ship because this is an odd move. I mean, of all the places you could go, he went to Syracuse. I I, I mean, I, I this this is a head scratcher and a half. <laughs> yes. Like, what were you even thinking? Syracuse even Notre is Dame terrible. was trying to get him, but decided to go with Riley Leonard instead after McCord made his decision. And Riley Leonard and the the, the four-star defensive end RJ Oban, both of them are going to Notre Dame next season. And it wouldn't be surprising for me to see Riley Leonard take over behind center and be the starting quarterback. I think uh, I think they're going to be even more average, right? I really do. And Notre Dame did that already. They grabbed the quarterback from Wake Forest, and they had a better chance with that guy, and they didn't make it, okay? Yeah. Riley Leonard is not an upgrade to the Notre Dame offense, but Leonard is a strong character. This guy could handle hits. He did suffer an ending uh, a season injury. I think it was his wrist or something like that. But um, for him to go to Notre Dame, it's stable, but that's not good enough for the Irish long term. 
That's just my opinion. Now, defensively, I think it'll get better with Oban. I think that uh, with more training, you'll probably hear his name more than Riley Leonard. So big ups to Notre Dame, but I still don't think that they got enough to make it to the top four next year. UCLA and Oklahoma, they lose their stars, quarterbacks. These guys are four-star quarterbacks. Dante Moore was a four-star moving to Oregon, but at the same time, Dylan Gabriel is a transfer graduate who leaves Oklahoma. He's a starter, okay, a starter, and now he's going to Oregon and more likely going to be the starting quarterback uh, replacing Bo Nix. I'm I'm not sold on, on Gabriel. I'm not. And the way he ended the last half of the season, throwing more picks than touchdowns, I don't know what Oregon is thinking. I would have been safer with Dante Moore. It is what it is, but Oregon's moving to the Big Ten, so they're going to handle their business there. But I just not I'm not I'm not liking this portal. Have Gabriel Gabriel should have stayed at Oklahoma or put himself in an NFL draft. He should have stayed at UCF, to be honest. Uh, that's where he was doing his best. He's flopped both years at Oklahoma. And I, look, you know, great win I, over Texas, but that's yeah. it. That's all he I, had. I had high hopes for him mm-hmm. a year ago, and he let me down. And yes. this year was more of the same. And I think Oregon's in such a good position that I've, I, I, I'm, I'm. They had to do something to replace Bo Nix. I don't think this mm. is the right guy. No, I, I would have picked Dante Moore over Dylan Gabriel, but for both four-star quarterbacks to be in one school, um, I'm, I hate to say this, but one of them's going to get hurt, the other one's going to get his starting job and keep it. That's yep. that's the scenario that I see. Uh, another one, and I have to respect this decision, Mississippi State to Washington was Will Rogers. Understand that uh, he was under Leach, and Leach passed away. He stayed for that one extra season. Um, I know it's emotional, and for him to leave that school, um, you just got to get a lot of love to this guy right here uh, because he held the whole team together. He is a leader. And it's going to be missed in Mississippi State. But he's going to do well for Washington. And um, I think Washington will not miss a beat. I think it's going to be even better. He just needs a little bit of tune-up to stay away from those interceptions. But other than that, Will Rogers is a leader. And that's something that Washington will be enduring and, and, and obsessing and everything else because they're lucky to have that guy. Yeah, him leaving the SEC is a selfish move, and it's got everything to do with having a great senior season <laughs> to yeah. position himself for the NFL. This is a, this is a good move, but um, he's a a great guy in character, teammate. Blah 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 blah. blah. This is a selfish <laughs> move on his part, and I get it, and I and I support it, but. This is very self-serving. So all this rah-rah teammate guy and all that he did, no, man. Me, it gets forgotten in the idea that, listen, he knows what he's doing. He's going to a weaker conference to really try I to I wouldn't say a weaker conference. It's just, it just, look, if I was playing in that team and the guy that I looked up to passed away, 
You know what I mean? It's like, no. why am I here? You know what right. I mean? Like to carry on his legacy anymore, but it's not the same anymore. You know what I mean? Like I, I look at it at a different perspective. I really do not being selfish, but it, it's selfish because maybe it's money's involved and you know, yeah, money's got to be involved. Absolutely. But in, in his sake, he's going to go to another uh, head coach that knows what he's doing to prepare him for the NFL. And that's what you, that's what he's there for. And he will be, make it to the NFL. He will. Sure. Listen, he he's got to learn a whole new system between hey, now and the fall. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Look, there's some games real quick. Uh, some of the games you should bet on. And my boy, uh, Hector, my co-host for the NFL picks and also the HHW show, he will be at TCU watching the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl is Air Force versus Jay Madison. Jay Madison was not supposed to be in the bowl game, but still got an invite, and I'm glad that happened. But, wow, he's going to the Armed Forces Bowl. Air Force, James Madison, great game. You want to bet on that game? I Trust me, it's a game to – you never know who's going to win this game, uh, but it's going to be awesome to watch it. Uh, the other other team I'm, – I'm, excuse me, the other game, UNLV versus Kansas – Nine and four versus eight and four. I know that the picks are lopsided, but this is going to be a great game, and it won't surprise me if this game goes to overtime. Uh, games that you should be careful for. All right. Um, USC and Louisville, Kansas State versus North Carolina State, Oklahoma versus Arizona. That game right there, again, why you got to be careful is because Oklahoma is going to start a new quarterback. Arizona's been on a hot seat, but now that we haven't been playing any games, can they maintain that momentum the way they did ending their regular season? So, again, they had a rough start, great finish, but with this gap in between, can they maintain? Also, Notre Dame versus Oregon State. Remember, DJ Ugalele is not playing for that team anymore. He's on a transfer portal and still hasn't picked the team yet. Ohio State versus Mizzou. Ohio State, don't got a quarterback. You got to be careful. Mizzou, they're intact. Look at that. 71% went from Ohio State. I'm telling you, you better be careful who you're picking in this game. Florida State and Georgia, look, what kind of attitude will Florida State have going into this game? Carson Beck will remain as a Georgia Bulldog, will play, and said he will stay for another season with the Georgia Bulldogs next year, they got a lot to prove. Now, they've been the quietest one. And, Joe, the quietest one are the dangerous one. Yeah. Uh, here's the cool thing. Mm -hmm. Florida State's not going to end the season undefeated. They're going to get <laughs> crushed. I mean crushed by Georgia. And then everyone can shut up. You could drop the lawsuit, their governor DeSantis, and we can move on. Okay. <laughs> There, there's no way Florida State can hang with Georgia. There, there just isn't. And I'll they're tell not, you right now. They're not LSU. Yeah. <laughs> Missouri's going to beat Ohio State, and, and you're going to realize what a bunch of frauds Ohio State was this year, too. Hey, yeah, yeah. Mizzou got an awesome defense. I mean, this team has grown with their head coach, second season with that team, and there's a big difference on there. 
And mm-hmm. then once again, look, you want to join me, go to the Capital One Bowl Mania on ESPN that, under the fantasy, or you can scan my QR code and get in there. It's not too late to sign up. I know you missed eight games already, and there's a game going on tonight at 9 o'clock, and I myself am 7-1. I'm 7-1 and one so far. I don't know how, but I made it happen. And yesterday, I went for Western Kentucky, and my boy Hector, he's struggling to make his picks. He's now five and three, um, but he had Old Dominion and the Western Kentucky not only tied the game and to close out the fourth quarter, but actually won it in overtime. So, hey, luck is luck, I guess, when it comes to those games. But as we get closer to the main games, I'm telling you, I am the defending champion. Hector was a champion two years ago, and uh, this year I'm here to repeat like the Georgia Bulldogs have done in the last couple of seasons. I'm so six I'm and two. It. Yeah, you're whatever. I'm whatever. six Who? and two. I'm literally looking at it. I just yeah I yeah just yeah. It up. You're oh you're the guy that can't put his name. On I the never paper. put my name in you're there. But ESPN I am. with a bunch of numbers. So when you mess up terrible, be like I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> I don't know that guy, but it's going well. <laughs> six and two. I like it. You're killing me. And I'm telling you. I like how you play your game. I I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. So, like I told Hector, I'm going to tell you, better watch how you make your picks. Stay tuned. All right. We're down to our final whistle. And Joe, as always, always got the last word. Take it away, my friend. Thank you, sir. Well, it is that time of the year again. And no. Unfortunately, I'm not talking about bowl season. I'm talking about that time of the year when college football takes off its masks and shows you exactly what it is, a business. Draft-eligible players will skip bowl games. Coaches will bail on their teams. Starters will enter the transfer portal looking for better financial situations for themselves. And we've always known what college football was, despite coaches and university presidents lying to our faces for years on end. They've stopped pretending. So it's time to confront the current reality. As I made my picks in ball mania, I had to think long and hard about who may or may not play or coach. Kind of takes a lot of the fun out of it. And for those of you daring enough to put a wager on these games, you better hope some of these backups got a little Tommy DeVito in them. This used to be the best time of the year in college football. All the bowl games culminating in a national championship. But this year, the best team in the country won't be playing for a title. So enjoy this new reality because it's not going away anytime soon. It's going to get worse before it gets better. If it gets better. Thanks for watching the show. For Ovi Muniz, I am Joe Aguirre. We'll catch you next week for all four downs.